The following program is produced by Rosado Marketing. The views and opinions of the host and guests are not necessarily those of this station. Now, Nevada Real Estate Radio. Nevada Real Estate Radio has helped thousands of listeners make the right decisions when buying homes or refinancing. You'll never go wrong when you get your advice from real estate professionals that you know, like, and trust. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Nevada Real Estate Radio. This is Peter Padilla. Very pleased to be with you today in Nevada. Joining us today, Alan Zane is with us, and Alan is the broker at Atlas Red Realty. Welcome to the show, Alan. Thank you. Glad to be here. <laughs> so, I, Alan, I know you work mostly with investors and investment deals. You guys are real creative. I had a chance to get in on this conversation we had recently with Georgia Chase about Lake Tahoe. Isn't it nice to know that there's somebody up there doing their deal and making more people aware of what a beautiful place we live in? Yes, Lake Tahoe, is, it is beautiful. And there is it's a whole different market than the Reno market. Yeah. And I think if anyone gets a chance to go up to the tour, you should definitely go do it. Yeah. You're going to see properties that you've you've only dreamed of. I know. I know. It's really amazing. And as I was talking with Georgia, you know, she was telling me about some of these properties, the history of these properties. You know, one of them is uh, connected to the filming of the movie Godfather 2, which was on the West, like on the West Shore. Of course, I think of, when I think of Tahoe, I still think of Elvis. You know, I will always remember the promotion. I never saw Elvis in concert, never saw him in Tahoe, but when I was a, a young man and living in Colorado, I would hear about his tours and all the wonderful places he was performing. And Lake Tahoe sounded just like, a, well, it sounded like what it is. It's almost like heaven. Some of the homes up there, people get to, because there is a lot of wealth, mm-hmm. people get to create and do some of the most magical things in their homes. Yeah. Uh, for instance, there was a home, I believe it's uh, Wayne Newton's home, there's an actual tree that grows through the center of the home, uh-huh. and they have to go up and you know adjust adjust the the flange around the tree as the tree expands. Oh yeah! So literally, literally in one of the sitting areas, uh, mm-hmm. like a living room, mm-hmm. you can actually sit there next to the tree and oh, nice enjoy yourself. Wow, yeah. that is really something. Beautiful place, and that's probably the reason, Alan, that so many people want to live if they can't live at Lake Tahoe, right, right on the beach, because you know it's out of the reach of most average Americans, you want to live close so you can get there at least, right? So then you're talking about maybe a little further away, Incline Village, and then you're talking about Montro, and then you're talking about Arrow Creek, and then you're talking about South Reno, and then Central Reno. I mean, look, any way you look at it, even in Reno, you're only 45 minutes at the most from the lake. Right. right. It's it's just really awesome to be able to, to get real estate, either primary residence or investment, this close to such a beautiful attraction like Lake Tahoe. And you are dealing with investors all the time. And I know your main focus is the investment market. But I bet even when people buy investment property for rentals or maybe for appreciation down the road or you know, long-term income, they do think about where it is. It's close to one of the most uh, dynamic and prosperous areas in the country, Lake Tahoe. Yeah, it's really beautiful. Everything is within about a half an hour to an hour away. Anything you could you could think of is there. Yeah, including the wide open spaces. That's right, <laughs> which I really enjoy. I've grown up in Nevada my whole life. Great thing, though, about northern Nevada right now, Alan, is the, the new business, the economy that's starting to take shape. People talk about this thing called the Tesla effect. You know, when our market started turning around, at first I was pretty skeptical. It seemed like it was accelerating way too fast. It felt like 2005 all over again. 
And I was kind of wondering if we were going to have another crash because it was just coming so fast. Mm-hmm. And then when the Tesla announcement happened, I realized that at that moment, okay, this is this is going to be real and this is going to be substantial. And it isn't just that the Tesla showed up. It's that all of a sudden the world looked at Reno, Nevada and said, where is Tesla going? Yeah, right. And then everyone started to come into town and they started to see mm-hmm. the Four Seasons, everything so close, Lake Tahoe. They they saw that that the, the distribution facility right here, right in the, on the Nevada side, but still central, sort of in the north in the north south realm of, mm-hmm. of the United States, and also uh, towards the west coast. Everything sort of came into clear focus. So, in my opinion, what I've noticed is that it wasn't Tesla was a catalyst, but so many other businesses have now decided to show up. Yeah, and that's what's driving this growth. And it's almost like it's happening under our feet, like a grassroots thing, mm-hmm. where you you think to yourself, "Wait a minute, we were just had massive unemployment, but lots of people are working again now." Yeah. And, you know, if you want to monitor, monitor sales tax revenue. Mm-hmm. That, that's going up. That yeah. tells you the economy's people are spending money, things are happening. That's going to tell you where this is where this is going. I personally look at what the, the infrastructure growth has to happen here, and that's going to drive a ton of jobs. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be uncomfortable for us. We're already experiencing that right now on yeah, just about every major road right now. It's, it's clogged. Uh-huh. Because of construction right now. Right. And it's not because there's so much traffic the area can't handle it. It's because we can't handle it with the construction. But once this construction is done, I think that's going to give us a pretty good breather for a while anyway. But there's always going to be concerns that affect us long term when you get these many new employees working. They're starting to grow their families and people start moving in and the population starts to grow and the traffic grows and you know the demand for homes is going to put more pressure on inventory, which mm-hmm. is one of our issues now. Hopefully the builders will kick it in to a little higher gear. But I know they're cautious too because, hey, we got burned not too long ago. And if you got burned, I think you're a lot more cautious about putting it all on the line now. Yeah, you know, when I was growing up, I, I would meet people that had went through the Great Depression. Mm-hmm. And they were they sort of were reserved and held back um, on, on actually, you know, betting the farm, so to speak. Yeah. And I, I was always curious about that. And after we went through this recession, I, I understand that a, a whole lot more. Why people just hold back a little bit. Yeah. Maybe keep a little more in savings. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I, I think that, uh, that, that that's probably a good thing for us to have a little bit of caution. Yeah. Just like any consumer, any spender, young kids, they get money in their hands, they spend it, right? Because they, they don't know, but it's like not to have it. And they figure they're going to just keep getting it. As you get older and you go through some processes of life that especially are negative, uh, you know, cause a big recession in your personal life or business life or in general like the economy, you start to learn your lesson. And then as you get mature, you are more cautious. And I think that any as a business grows and matures, it's the same way. And builders are no different. They have seen what can happen quickly, and so they do want to move forward cautiously. But I do see a lot more um, controllability in this growth cycle that we're in, Alan, because it is, uh, there seems to be a lot of reasons why we're growing. You know, not only is the general economy getting better, but we're having this new influx of technology moving into Northern Nevada. That's very exciting. Got two things going for us. Yeah. And I think that uh, we got a great attitude in Nevada now. There's a guy that calls it Nevada-tude. Huh. I like that. We're tough. I mean, we are tough. We got through one of the most difficult economies in our state in history, and now we're booming again and taking off, and yet it seems more controlled. 
There's more rationality here. You don't see a lot of exotic mortgages and easy money anymore. You've got to be working. You've got to have a history of making good payments. If you're going to get a mortgage, then you're going to buy property now. So the risks there aren't nearly what they used to be. The risks I see in in our economy are probably not even in our country. They're somewhere across the, the globe. Things happen on the other side of the world, and that can affect us, I think, much more sometimes than what happens right here in our own country. Peter, I've seen a, a, a noticeable shift in the type of investments that, that, that folks are doing now. Before, during the Great Recession, it was about buying properties low. Maybe there was somewhat of a flipping model that was in there as well, uh, yeah. or, or you know, more so appreciation. But you could actually buy lots of properties that actually cash flowed really, really well. Yeah. And now that's becoming harder and harder and harder to find. Mm-hmm. So either you have to find a creative deal where you structure the transaction, uh, where the terms make it, make it where there's a cash flow, or you, you, you have to look at the property and say, what can I do to make this property better? Yeah. And, and I can improve value in that, in that way. Right now, I think we're in a period where you really can't go wrong buying an investment property because the values are going up. And as long as this in, this entire economy continues with the Tesla and the growth and, and Switch and all these other companies coming into, into town, we don't have enough homes to foot people in, which is going to drive prices and rents up. And that's... That's going to make this. Make, it's going to eventually solve the cash flow problems, and it's also going to solve the appreciation problems, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Mm-hmm. The nice thing about investment property, you can buy it to flip it. You can buy it for long-term income, and if you hold it long enough, of course, appreciation of value as well as we're seeing right now. But it can go the other way. That's why people need to consult with somebody that they know, like, and trust. Somebody that's got experience, like you and your associates, Alan Zane at Atlas Red Realty. So why don't you give us your contact information in case anybody wants to reach you after the show. You bet. Our phone number is 775-393-9639. Alan Zane is the broker at Atlas Red Realty. We'll have more conversation with him and talk about what kind of decisions people are thinking about making when they're buying investment property now. Is it single family? Is it multifamily? Maybe it's even outside of that realm commercial. We'll talk with Alan Moore after this message. This is Alan Zane from Atlas Red Realty. You are listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. Peter Padilla is important to me because he actually takes the time to do an interview. Peter Padilla is a longtime friend, mentor, and I love him. Sage International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies, information, education, tools, resources, and ongoing support services that will lay a solid foundation under a business owner's dream. If you're thinking of starting a business and you're not sure where to begin, Sage International Incorporated offers a free 30-minute consultation. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779. Or visit sageintl.com. Buying investment real estate is a big decision. Getting the right mortgage is critical. This is Michelle Holbert, NMLS 184194 and MLB 3723 from Caliber Home Loans. With today's extremely affordable mortgage interest rates, you have the opportunity to step into what could be your best investment purchase of a lifetime. 
When you find the right property at the right price, you'll need to be pre-approved for your mortgage to lock in your deal with the seller. Caliber Home Loans is ready to talk with you about getting a mortgage to purchase real estate. Visit www.michelleholbert.com, and that's M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-H-U-L-B-E-R-T.com, or call 775 284 This is Michelle Holbert from Caliber Home Loans. Thank you. Caliber Home Loans, located at 6530 South McCarran Boulevard, Reno, Nevada, 89509. This is Jamie Cook from MC Squared Well Solutions. You are listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. Peter Padilla is important to me because he is a phenomenal host, knows his stuff, and I enjoy listening all the time. Peter Padilla is a great host on Real Estate Radio. I enjoyed being on his show. Welcome back to Nevada Real Estate Radio. Peter Padilla here and join my conversation with our in-studio guest, Alan Zane. Alan is the broker owner of Atlas Red Realty, and I love talking with our listeners across the state of Nevada about my favorite subject, real estate and real estate for investors. I mean, it is so much fun. It's kind of like talking to people about a savings account. Right or a piggy bank, because you're managing your money, you're protecting your money, you are planning for the future when you invest in real estate. Probably more than ever, because you're not just buying something and putting it in a drawer. You are buying something that's going to actually continue to work. When you buy investment real estate, I believe that you're actually, essentially, going into business. You need to protect yourself. And you need to do that by talking with outstanding business experts in the area of real estate. These are the kinds of people that we bring to our show so that our listeners can take full advantage. And many times we connect great people together with our guests so that they can take it to the next level. Finding a deal in real estate, closing the deal to extreme satisfaction. If you would like a referral or you just want to chat with me about your individual situation, Call me at 775-223-3428. And, of course, you can connect with me through our website, NevadaRealEstateRadio.com. Alan Zane is with us in the studio. Alan, I hope you're enjoying being on the radio show with us today. I am. Thank you. You and I have done a fair amount of real estate business in the last 10 years or so. And uh, I always like to talk to people about real-life stories because, you know, real-life stories – help people make decisions, helps you know people think about how they would act in a similar situation. So without mentioning names and with your permission, I would like to talk a little bit about a transaction you and I closed a couple of years ago. Is that okay? Sure. All right. So I remember this deal. It was pretty big. I think the buyers were buying a home that was around a million dollars. That's right. For this home. And of course, they had a lot of assets and capacity, you know, just buy a million-dollar home, right, unless you are somebody of worthiness. I mean, look, Lunchbox Joe probably is not going to buy a million-dollar home. Lunchbox Joe is probably going to buy a $250,000, $300,000 home, you know, maybe get some down payment assistance, maybe come in with a little bit of cash, uh, but do everything they can to, to get in and take advantage of the market. When you're buying a million-dollar home, you're probably dealing with more affluent individuals, maybe business owners, people that have complexities in their financial life. Alan, was our buyer about like this? Yes, yes, definitely. 
they had a lot of a uh, lot of assets, a lot of businesses, and uh, a lot of uh, financial matters to to vet. Yeah. Through the through the lend, the, the lending process. And you know, and then I found out that you had already sold them some other investment homes. Is that right? That's right. And yeah. about how many homes did they own? Had you sold them about that time? Oh, what a sixteen, sixteen or so. Sixteen homes. Now I come out of the mortgage business. And I know that when people own a lot of homes, real estate, uh, and there's a loan on a new property that our buyers wanted to buy, like this million-dollar home, well, the banks have to check every one of those transactions to make sure that they were closed properly, make sure that the taxes are current on all those properties, make sure that all homeowners association dues are current, and, of course, that the mortgages are current. Mm-hmm. And you got to figure if somebody owns 16 investment properties, they probably have complexities on their regular life business, kids, you know, trusts. And in this case, we had all of those complexities, Alan. These were not people that just come in and bring a pay stub and you know what they do. It's you almost kind of had to put together a puzzle. Yeah, I think I think the the lender actually was a little bit uh, confused maybe by the fact that they had owned all these other homes free and clear. Mm-hmm. Yet they were buying a personal residence and they had money in the bank to pay cash for it. Yet <laughs> they were unusual. getting a loan. <laughs> Why would you do that? I, was, I think they were just scratching their heads going, what, what's, what's wrong with this yeah. picture? But there's really nothing wrong with that picture. When you think about when you think about putting your money into different places, we typically have our, our home that we live in as, uh, you know, it, it, there's a bunch of money tied up in it. And what are you going to do with that money? That's really the cheapest money you can borrow. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. instead of taking their cash and putting it into a house that they're just going to live in, why not just get a loan on the house for the cheapest money possible and keep that extra money, that million dollars or so, for investing. Yeah, because we know investment property mortgages, they have higher rates, higher fees, higher et cetera. So, yeah, that that might make more sense or would make more sense to put cash toward those deals and then get a mortgage on the low-interest deal so that you can put your money to work elsewhere. Very wise decision on their part. The thing I wanted to talk about mostly in this transaction, that was a great transaction, and you did a fantastic job keeping this thing on track throughout the whole way, Alan. But I remember one glitch that came up, and it was funny because I loved the buyers. The clients were just awesome, great people. Anything we needed at the lending institution that I was at at the time, they got to us that day immediately. The sellers, on the other hand, had a different outlook. And I I want our listeners to know that the reason that the sellers had a – different outlook was because, of course, they'd had their home on the market for a while. They'd probably had other buyers coming in to look at the home, tours, their agent. But they were really concerned. That I, I remember think getting the honest feeling that they just didn't feel like our buyers had the capacity. But in fact, they had plenty of capacity and more. It's just that there are financial complexities. The people of affluence have, and you've got to navigate through that. You know, I always thought it was the sellers and the buyers that were creating conflict if there was there. But there are other people involved with transactions. Well, there's a lot of people involved in a transaction. We, you know, we have inspectors and we had to go through inspections and then there were repairs needed to be made. Uh, that all has to be vetted and, and, and negotiated. And then you have title officers and all of, you know, all the issues that they have. And, um, you know, as of August 1st, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a bit more complex, actually, with the new uh, CFPB rules that are coming mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Um you know, during this time that we were going through this, the lending laws were really very dynamic, almost where where they were still working out how how to get loans back to people. I don't know if you remember that or not, but it was it was tough. It was yeah. tough going that time, and you know the buyers. I mean, I mainly just had to coach them into just staying calm, 
keep on going, stay on the path. We're going to be fine. We'll get through this. Yes, they're going to look for every piece of paper that that, that you need on your financial part. Mm-hmm. And at the end, you're going to have a nice loan, low interest rate on, and you're going to have a great house. And and we feel like we got it. We got a deal on that house as well. So yeah, sellers just like buyers have a real estate agent that works on their behalf. The thing I love about the real estate business and realtors is that you have to work together in harmony in order to make things happen. It's not like getting an attorney in the sense that you're adversarial with the other side. You're actually trying to put all the parties together, make sure that the deal closes, and and a win-win situation. But I know sometimes, Alan, sometimes one of the agents, the selling agent in this case, can create some issues based on their own personal experiences with this transaction. So I'm just curious, in, in this one that we're talking about, do you know if the agent had a, the selling agent had another buyer lined up for the property ahead of time? I would never know if they had another buyer lined up for it. They don't really tell us that. I think that a lot of the issues were probably just because she had maybe gotten burned in the past. On another trip, yeah, unrelated. Yeah, on another, yeah. another tr- and, uh-huh. and, you know, as an agent, you're, you're always, you know, watchful for whether you're going to be able to get the transaction close for your client because you're looking out for your client. Yeah. And so I'm sure she she was trying to you know figure out in her head, is this really going to happen? Is it not? Is it time to pull the plug? Yeah. I've had to pull the plug on a couple of transactions. It's it's hard to figure out when that time is. Yeah. But I will tell you this, when it's time, you know it. Yeah. Everybody works hard for their money and realtors work very hard for their money. I think at this in this particular case, I was the, the lender at the time. And I think perhaps that she just didn't know enough about our lending process either. I don't think she'd worked with our company before. And she was trying to figure out if we were going to come together as well. I remember having many conversations with her and explaining to her that the borrowers, yes, indeed, were fully qualified and that they they were fully ready to close this deal as soon as all of the background research was done on their other holdings. And that, unfortunately, does take time because you're at the mercy many times of public uh, companies or, or entities through the counties to get tax records. And and, uh, and then, of course, the IRS is involved. Many people don't know that. But on a mortgage loan, the IRS is contacted because we need tax transcripts as a lender to verify income. And in today's highly regulated mortgage industry, a client providing your all their paperwork taxes, including all the schedules, is still not quite enough. The feds want the banks to verify, back with the feds, that the documentation that the borrowers give to the lender is, in fact, correct. Believe it or not, there used to be fraud, Alan, in the mortgage business. Say it ain't so. (laughs) I can't. It used to be that way. (laughs) I find it hard to believe how any fraud could take place in the banking industry nowadays because of the complexities and the steps that you have to take, the minutia, the double checking. But I'm sure that, you know, crooks are crooks for a reason. They're crafty and they'll find ways. But I'm so much more confident now when I know that clients are getting mortgages, buying homes, that they are really qualified and they're going to be able to make those payments. When you think about from the perspective banks, they're kind of like this huge ocean liner, yacht ocean liner. Uh-huh. And you know, we're turning right. Yeah. And they announce where they're going. And yet people are down in these little speedboats zipping around. Right. That's why fraud can exist. Yeah. You can't yeah. maneuver quickly enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's what kind of got us in this in, in this situation uh, where we eventually it, it collapsed. And uh, I, I think maybe, uh, you know, I don't know that they've solved all the problems with it, but they certainly spend an inordinate amount of time vetting everybody yeah. now. So, Yeah, and money too. 
Maybe there was a lot of overcorrecting, but better that than being too lenient on the mortgage rules and regulations. We don't want to have another financial crisis again. But Alan, you're a fantastic realtor. You've done some great deals. I just love the way that I see you interacting with your clientele. I mean, they just absolutely love you, Alan. I feel like I was born to do this. If you're looking for a realtor that uh, you can just tell them, to, this is what I'm looking for, go get it, go fetch. Yeah. I'm the wrong realtor. Uh-huh. I said, I want to get to know you. I want to yeah. sit down and talk with you, figure out where you're going, where you want to go, and find something that will actually fit with you and your lifestyle and something that will help you build your portfolio. Mm-hmm. That's great. That uh, c- keeps a lot of buyer's remorse out of the picture, doesn't it? That's right. Happy clients don't sue. Yeah, you know it. Give us your contact information. 775-393-9639. That's Alan Zane at Atlas Red Realty. Alan, love your company. Hopefully you'll be coming back to chat with us again next week. I'll be back. This is John Sandberg from Wolf Rifkin, Shapiro, Shulman, and Rapkin. You are listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. Peter Padilla is important to me because he rides motorcycles, and he's just an all-around fabulous guy. Peter Padilla is Peter Padilla. Sage International Incorporated fosters the entrepreneurial spirit by first educating our clients. In fact, we wrote the best-selling book, Incorporate and Get Rich, as recommended by Robert Kiyosaki in his bestseller, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. For over 20 years, we've taught thousands of business owners, investors, professionals, and entrepreneurs how to properly structure their business and personal assets to avoid the three flaming arrows of challenge, income taxes, liability exposure, probate and death taxes. Call Sage International Incorporated at 1-800-254-5779 to set up a free 30-minute consultation. That's 1-800-254-5779. Sage International. This is John Von Olde from Remax Professionals. You are listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. Peter Padilla is important to me because he's filling in all of Nevada about what's happening in real estate. Peter Padilla is your go-to guy for real estate in Nevada. The best thing you can do for your business, Nevada Real Estate Radio. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. I'm enjoying my conversation like I am every week here on Nevada Real Estate Radio with industry experts in my favorite subject to talk about, real estate and real estate for investors. Every week we get together and we chat about happenings in the market so that we can all make better decisions. One of the things I like to do is go into the Reno Real Estate Investors Club meetings once a month. It's on the first Tuesday of the month in northern Nevada at the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. First Tuesday of the month, we've got our, that information for you at our website, NevadaRealEstateRadio.com. Maybe we'll see you out there sometime. In fact, sometimes I see one of our guests in the studio today there, John Spinola from Atlas Red Realty. You, you attend that uh, Investors Club almost all the time like I do. Pretty well. regular. Yeah, it's, it's interesting what we learn there and the people we meet. It is. It's a great, great place to network. You're always learning something. You meet some people that you wouldn't otherwise have contact with. Right. Um, new ideas. Oh, yeah, it's new ideas, really creative ways. This, this is an awesome way that we're talking about today to manage real estate, or in this case, the taxes of real estate. So we might have to get uh, our guests uh, on that are with us on the phone today maybe to join us at that meeting sometime. I think that would be a great idea. We usually have 30 or 40 people there, mm-hmm. um, and, it, and a lot of contacts. A lot of us have 
multiple clients that mm. uh, that this would be good for. John, you're a great person to talk to when it comes to buying real estate, especially investment real estate, because you're an investor yourself. You uh, are in the business, doing the business that you're helping other people get going with. I bet that gives you a big advantage, having that ongoing experience that you can share with your clients. Oh, absolutely. It's it's one thing to read it out of a book, and it's another thing to go through it as anybody who's developed any skill from riding a bicycle to uh, to doing real estate investment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. getting out in the field is the key, and uh, what a great thing we have to talk about today. Dave Washburn is with us as well. Dave, you're a hard money lender at Socotra Capital. So let our listeners know a little bit more about the specialty that you have in the lending business. Well, what we do are loans for investors. So those are folks who are purchasing or refinancing non-owner occupied properties. So they're looking for either fix and flip loans or development plays, building new inventory that the market so desperately needs, uh, or just dealing with properties that are too fun or funky for banks to lend on, like yeah. mobile homes, churches, and the like. Yeah. So that's what we focus on. We raise all of our own money. We're a direct lender and uh, just looking to service those needs for folks like uh, John Spinola who are doing fun uh, investment projects and need a little extra cash to get the deals closed. A lot of things I like about your company, Dave. One of them is, of course, that you guys can pull the deals together fast. Nowadays, you have to really be able to move quickly when you find the right property. It doesn't matter if it's primary residence or investment. There are a lot of people looking for good deals. And when you find a good deal, sure, you might have great credit and you might have the ability to get a mortgage. But it's going to take 30 days, maybe 40 days to close those deals. And some sellers can't wait that long. With hard money, you can pull the trigger fast. Let our listeners know how fast. Yeah, so a standard loan for us closes in 10 to 14 days, but we can uh, close in as little as uh, five days. Mm. And so really what we're looking at there is our specialty on being able to get out to the property quickly. You'll see me there on site doing the underwriting, reviewing your application, Mm -hmm. and getting back to you uh, quickly with either a thumbs up or thumbs down on that loan. So that's... uh, that's how we can streamline the process, and then we're a direct lender so that uh, I'm actually writing the loan and, and funding it myself. Yeah, and some people, you know, they're probably thinking, well, you know, I don't want to hurt Dave's feelings, take out a hard money loan, and then a month later my mortgage comes through and I refinance and I pay Dave back. Can they do that? Yeah, they can, and, and that's something that we're actually seeing more and more of these days. We're writing six-month notes with no minimum and interest and no prepayment penalty. Mm. And really what we're doing there is giving those buyers just another arrow in their quiver because in today's hyper-competitive market, a lot of times the difference between getting the deal or not getting the deal is being able to close quickly. Yeah, and you don't, uh, your feelings don't get hurt when they pay you the money back too fast? No, they don't. I understand that's <laughs> part of the business. And uh, in today's great low-rate environment, uh, really folks are looking for that exit strategy. They'd yeah. love to lock in those 30-year fixed loans uh-huh. on on residential property, so no hard feelings if you're getting those four percent interest rates. Those are those are fantastic. I have a few of those loans myself. Yeah, <laughs> hard money lending is a good thing for people that need it and need to pull the trigger quickly. If somebody wants to reach out to you, Dave Washburn at Socotra Capital, what's the best way? The best number for me seven seven five four two zero four nine nine zero. Excellent. Also with us in the studio today via telephone, Stan Crow. Stan is with Escrow Collateral. And also, uh, his associate is in the studio, Jamie Cook. She's an enrolled agent, and I see, Jamie, on your credentials here. It says CTC. What does that mean? That's a certified tax coach uh-huh. designation. And so what we focus on is is uh, looking for wealth transfers mm-hmm. and trying to increase ROI for the individuals. Mm-hmm. And so it's all about planning. Mm-hmm. We're talking about a way to get proceeds from the sale 
of a property without that heavy tax burden that most people have to deal with by using the services that you and uh, and your associate are talking to us about. So t- tell us again why this is so important from the savings of taxes. It's a big number, the difference between what you would pay one way versus the other. You know, one, one of the pain points that people have is taxes. <laughs> I hate taxes. And I don't like to be aggressive on taxes, but I like to be proactive. Mm-hmm. And this is a tool that you just, you really need to take a peek at and see if it fits your situation. Yeah. Um, I have a guy right now that I'm talking to, and it looks like with this strategy, he's going to be able to retire. No, oh, that's So, awesome. I mean, that that's huge. I mean, with so many Americans, we just haven't saved enough. Mm-hmm. And if we can find tools that help people do that, yeah. um, and, you know, expand their lifestyle and, uh-huh. and move forward, I mean, there's, it's a great place to be. I can think of a lot of creative ways to use this that we haven't even talked about on the show today. And uh, as a former lender, I've got certain questions because I'm thinking from my old career, what would I do? So sitting le- next to me here is Lou Carr, Lou's the branch manager of Summit Funding. And so Lou, uh, have you ever seen somebody come into your office with uh, an interest in getting a mortgage and you look at their history of properties that they've owned or income that they have or cash deposits and see something that was the net result of this kind of transaction? I don't think that I've specifically seen anything like this before. I mean, this is brand new to me. Um, it's very uh, intriguing and very exciting, but I don't think I've seen any anything that's anybody that's gone through this type of a transaction. If this is an interest for someone, we offer webinars and we get real technical and we uh, we really get in deep with this, mm-hmm. and I'd be happy to set it up so that people that are interested in this can yeah. take another deeper look. We're all really interested in the studio here. Let me tell you, listeners, you could save hundreds of thousands of dollars on these kinds of transactions by using this tool that most people don't know about. I didn't know about it until recently. Monetize installment loans, uh, sales. It's it's a it's a new deal for me, but it sounds like it's been around for quite a while, according to Stan. Stan, you did one, what, 10 years ago? Yes. 10 years ago. Yes, was, it, was it a pretty big deal? <laughs> yes, and one of the gratifying things for me about it is helping people sometimes with needs that you wouldn't otherwise think about. Yeah. As Jamie mentioned, the ability to retire where they might not be able to otherwise. Uh-huh. We had one circumstance in which a seller had a disabled daughter. And there was just no other way to come up with the money for her care. Yeah. So it's very satisfying to be able to help. Lou Carr, when we talk about not having seen those kinds of uh, activities on paper, you know, somebody has sold a transaction like this. I wonder how an underwriter would look at this as well. What's your thoughts on when they see these kinds of things? Because I honestly, I hadn't heard about this kind of a transaction deal right, before. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, I don't even really know that we would see a tremendous amount on because you would, you know, the tax return is not going to reflect the liquidation of a property which caused a large tax burden in uh um, and maybe Stan can answer, you know, what this – I mean, I assume this this isn't going to appear on a tax return anywhere because you've got proceeds from a loan. You don't have the proceeds from the sale of a piece of property. Mm. So as a lender, I, I don't think we would really even see something like this. Well, yeah, but I mean – but your own brothers say, what's that loan for? Um, no, this is, is a, this is a loan. A loan repayment. Yeah, you know, that's a good question. Would that show up on a credit report? Would it show up on a, a, a – typically a business loan does not show up mm-hmm. on either your personal tax returns or 
your personal credit report. So that's an excellent question. Maybe Stan can answer yeah, that. Yeah, Stan, does, how, how does that show up? Do you know on credit reports? The lender actually agrees because the lender is looking to my company as a source of funds. Mm-hmm. The lender agrees not to report to a credit reporting agency with regard to the seller. Mm-hmm. So it will not affect the seller's credit. Mm-hmm. Well, and, th- and that makes sense because... The, the because Stan's company is paying the seller and then the seller is subsequently paying the loan. So there isn't, there isn't a, you know, as a lender, we look at your income and we look at your debt. This is not a debt that you would be paying with your normal income from your job or your company mm-hmm. or... Well, well Stan, uh, Stan does, the, does the bank, the lending institution actually make that payment? How does that work? I mean, or does the money go to the to the seller and then the seller has to pay the, the loan? It's all handled through long-term escrows, so the seller watches it happen but does not have to make it happen. Mm, that nice. makes sense. Oh, yeah, that, that that's makes great. Sense. Yeah. Yeah. Then I can In, see why they would be comfortable not having to report it to the Bureau because once the Bureau would show that you have this big quote-unquote debt, I mean, that could drop your score right. tremendously. Well, and Peter, I think, I, I mean, to me, a big part of this um, this tool is that, you know, you and I, you know, we think real estate. We think mm-hmm. residential real estate, mm-hmm. uh, investment property. But I think a big thing here is you could have, because we have properties up in Tahoe where there's a lot of, there's a lot of personal property as well. I mean, you said, you know, you could have paintings, you could have very valuable paintings. Oh, and yes. So you could liquidate all of that included in a property or without the property, as long as you've got the value there to mm-hmm. meet Stan's guidelines. Mm-hmm. And you could avoid, assuming you want to sell these items and you will have a cost basis on them, you could avoid the tax. You could... Uh, um, Push the taxes off to another time. De- uh, the thirty years Defer from now, the taxes. That, that would be like from the future. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and so what Stan just said is, is to me, is a big point. Is the seller doesn't Stan's company is not paying the seller, you know, writing him a check or yeah. sending money into his bank account, and then he turns around and pays it. Stan's company is effectively just paying the lender right. direct, right? And and the the seller just watches it happen. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. That's a great process, and I can see why. Uh, everybody would look at this and say, you know what, there's a pretty good assurance the money's going to keep flowing. And, and this is a classic example of the IRS put that out there. Stan fell upon this years ago, and it's a very viable tool. It's a it's mm-hmm. a financial tool. Stan, do you have a lot of competitors doing the same thing that you know of? Not really. The uh, Not as a business as we, have, as we do it. Uh, I know of uh, one instance because it was described in an IRS chief counsel memorandum in which someone set it up to do it as a one-time thing, mm-hmm. but I don't think anyone else has yet achieved a relationship with a lender so they can make it a business. Stan and Jamie, this is an awesome program, and you know what I'd love to do is make a TV commercial and put you on late-night television, <laughs> so when I'm up all night, I can watch you guys and you talk about this. It's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> no, but seriously, it's a great program and uh, great great stuff for our listeners to, to think about. I have uh, some more questions, but our time is running fast. We have to take one more break, but when we come back, I want to talk about more about what kind of people can take advantage of this program and, of course, the costs to do the program and, finally, how to reach you guys. So please hang on. We'll be back with more on Nevada Real Estate Radio after this message. This is Emily Wyrick from Dreams Realty. You are listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. 
Peter Padilla is important to me because he talks about important real estate issues with experts in the industry. Peter Padilla is the best radio host I know. Sage International Incorporated fosters the entrepreneurial spirit by first educating our clients. In fact, we wrote the best-selling book, Incorporate and Get Rich, as recommended by Robert Kiyosaki in his bestseller, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. For over 20 years, we've taught thousands of business owners, investors, professionals, and entrepreneurs how to properly structure their business and personal assets to avoid the three flaming arrows of challenge, income taxes, liability exposure, probate and death taxes. Call Sage International Incorporated at 1-800-254-5779 to set up a free 30-minute consultation. That's 1-800-254-5779. Sage International. This is Stan Crow from Boise, Idaho. You are listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. Peter Padilla is important to me because he's a great host. Peter Padilla is your real estate expert, and I urge you to pay attention to what he says. Welcome back to Nevada Real Estate Radio. Good day to tune into our show because we are talking about a new, kind of a new technology in a way, without having technology involved in it. It's a new technology in the way that you protect your wealth. I mean, how many times have you thought about the day when you can sell that big piece of real estate, make a good profit, take the money to the bank. Uh-oh, <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. you got to talk to the tax man first. Yeah. Taxes. Your favorite uncle. I mean, come on. I mean, that's what, <laughs> 20%, maybe 30%. You know, you sell a property for, you know, just around numbers, $100,000, and you only have 70 left. That doesn't make you quite feel so good, you know, because you've got other expenses involved. And then if you're high net worth and you're talking about the sale of a million-dollar property – Wow, then you're losing a couple hundred thousand, maybe 300,000. It just doesn't seem fair. Now, I know there are other ways that some people, some investors, deal with their tax issues, like a 1031 exchange, as we've had uh, other guests on the show before talking about those transactions, but that requires you to buy another property. I mean, what happens when you're kind of done buying properties? You've had a lot of properties, you want to liquidate. And now, again, you're faced with the taxes because the 1031 exchange requires an exchange. It means something else. We're talking about now a program called Monetize Installment Sales where, in fact, you get almost all of the money up front but in a really unusual way, and you don't pay taxes on it right at that point. They're deferred again for up to 30 years. Great strategy. Jamie Cook, you introduced me to this a couple of weeks ago when we first – Met. Was I as excited then as I am I now? Think so. Yeah, that's yeah. why we're on. That's, I, and that's why I got you in here, right? I bumped a few people to get you <laughs> that's in. That's right. This that's is, right. This is awesome. I, you know, and I asked this earlier in the show about this being legal in all fifty states, and of course, Stan says, of course it's legal. It's part of the federal tax code. But you know, it just sounds so damn good. I think once they get explained, it's it's pretty simple. Basically, you're getting a loan, and loans are not taxable. That's mm-hmm. pretty simple investment mm-hmm. strategy. Lou, you're a lender. Um, what do you think? Well, it definitely is a is a different way of looking at things, and and I think that once you you know I'm, most people will research something after they hear about it, and you know I'm I'm sure that's part of what Jamie deals with in in helping people understand that this is 
an, a transaction that the IRS recognizes in a certain way, and it's apparently been in the tax code for many years. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think anybody that is going to need to do their research and be comfortable with it, but... I mean, you know, we've only been here for a short time today talking about it. And by the way, Peter, thank you for not bumping me off <laughs> to get Jamie on today. Um, but, but you know, you, you hear about it and you start asking questions, and it really does make a lot of sense. It does. It does. And it just goes to show that it, why do smart people seem to be more successful than those that are not very smart? It's the knowledge. I mean, this is knowledge that uh, is brand new to many of us. Uh, I, I'm still, still kind of going through it, but uh, it looks to me like it's a great tool until it lasts. I just have one question, Stan. Um, with an LLC and multiple partners, is yes. there is there a way to split that? Right now, I've got a, a partnership where one person wants to sell for cash, and the other two would prefer to go forward. Obviously, the tax law doesn't allow us to do that. Is this a way to um, is there a way to do that in, within this? Um, within this, yes, yes, there is, and that situation often arises, and it's permissible because an installment contract can be for the purchase of an LLC interest, or it can be for the purchase of an interest in the real estate which the LLC owns. So. Either way, it can be done as a fractional interest. It does not have to be done for the entire LLC or the entire property. Okay, could could all three parties, well, in this case, three parties take advantage of that and then two parties take the proceeds and reinvest and the other one put it in their pocket and still be able to split the taxes? Yes, because each one could be could receive his or her own monetization loan and use the loan proceeds how that person chooses. They do not have to do the same thing. Great. So it's not like a 1031 where you have to move all of everything forward at once or together no. within the LLC. No. It, it almost sounds like that would be three separate transactions. It can be done that way. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So um, during the break, uh, and I, I share this with my listeners because we, it's kind of funny. During the break, we have some of the best conversations. <laughs> and during the break, of course, we're doing technical work, so we're not really in our, in our um, uh, studio session, uh, so to speak. But there was discussion about the lender that you use, Stan. I'm curious to know, too, uh, are these institutional lenders that, that exercise these kinds of programs? Are, is, the government, is there a government entity involved? Where does that money come from? Are they private investors? It has to be a non-bank lending institution because the banks under the Dodd-Frank uh, regulations cannot make 30-year unsecured loans. So it has to be non-bank funding. Mm -hmm. And we use and work with a regional lender in the Northwest who has been in business for a couple of decades or so as a commercial mortgage lender but they have set up an affiliate to do these mm -hmm. as um, uh, their 30-year loans, unsecured loans. Yeah, you know, I've had people ask me whether we do unsecured loans when I was in the mortgage industry, and, uh, you know, I didn't know anybody that do, did unsecured loans. Lou Carr, you're in the loan business, Summit Funding, uh, and you know anybody else that's doing unsecured loans? I thought you were, Peter, but <laughs> apparently not. I know a guy. <laughs> I know a guy. That's right. No, I'm not aware of anybody that will do 30-year, 15, anything in the 
residential commercial lending arena. No, man, I can't wait to get back to that investors club. I'm gonna tell them. Guess what? I know. <laughs> I know where you can get a non-secured loan. Of course, you know it's not a traditional type of loan that many people think about, but it accomplishes the same goals. Really, it accomplishes success in real estate. Jamie Cook is here, and she is with MC Squared Wealth Solutions. Jamie, this is probably just one of the tools that you use to help your clients, right? That's right. There's there's many tools out there, and um, working with business owners, I work with uh, real estate investors and professionals, and there's kind of two sides of the coin. One, you know, you can like I said, you can talk to people about taxes, and you know, you can see their face uh, just cringe sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and on the other side is what do they do on on the investment side, or how do they expand their wealth, or, yeah. or pass it on, or do estate planning. So mm-hmm. it's kind of a combination of that. But um, I truly love this. Um, uh, I was reminded of another case that I was working on uh, that this would be a great fit. They own a software company that's tied with real estate, mm-hmm. um, and he's one of five partners. And so they could uh, segregate this, and he could do the monetized installment sale, and the other four guys can continue on doing business, and he's off to enjoy retirement in yeah. about two years. So. Very nice. So a lot of the listeners that we have, of course, are learning about monetized installment sales. I know that you, know, you talk to clients off and on, as does Stan. Do you ever put on any events that the general public can uh, gather at to hear you speak and see more about the presentations? Sure. Uh, So there's a vetting uh, process that we kind of go through. So make sure that you have um, uh, a property to sell or you're in the business and you want to help some of your clients. So you would get in touch with me at Jamie, J-A-M-I-E, at MC Squared Well Solutions or MC2WS.net. I have a toll-free number, 888 Eight two five three thousand one. I'll get your information and I'll get you access to a webinar that we do. Awesome. And so, Stan, if somebody wants to reach you, you want to send them through Jamie, or do you have a direct number or a better contact way? Yes, anyone is welcome to contact Jamie. Uh, also, they can contact uh, Escrow Collateral Corp through our website, which is s. That's the letter S C R O W, and then the word collateral dot com. And then our toll-free number is 866-345-7561. It's always like going to the university when I have guests like you and Jamie on because I'm learning something new. I wonder if I can get any course credits for this radio show today. (laughs) Could I get something? You submitted that? Okay, well, (laughs) anything. (laughs) I'll give you credit, Peter. Oh, thank you, Lou. Well, speaking of Lou Carr, Lou, you're the branch manager at Summit Funding here in northern Nevada, Sparks, Nevada. A uh, lot of activity going on in real estate, I know, at your office because I hear the people coming and going, and I talk to other folks that have visited with your office. Seems like there's pretty good activity there, even though there is somewhat of a housing shortage. Uh, well, there definitely is still a housing shortage, but um, the activity is very high. Our, our leads are up um, month over month this year. Uh, we just uh, people seem to be finding homes and getting into contracts, so we are doing a lot of business. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and you know, as we've talked about before, interest rates are excellent. Uh, it's just a great time to buy, and there seems to be a lot of excitement in the younger crowds, mm-hmm. uh, the millennials, as we've talked about several times on the show. Yes, yes, yeah. I'm hearing more positive things about millennials now that 
are saying maybe they do want to buy houses more. Maybe they're not so much as renters' markets. There's still some uh, uh, discussion on that. We heard something at the Investors Club last week that was very, very positive about the millennials, although some of the people there were looking at me saying, huh, what? You know, they're not, maybe it's not hitting them yet. But yeah, good things. And uh, you look, you've got to get pre approved if you're fi- looking to buy any real estate, Lou. That's Correct. the most important thing people need to remember. To get ready to get out to shop, you've got to make sure your finances are in order. You're the man to talk to. What's the best way to reach you? Well, the uh, best way to contact me is my cell phone. Um, I do pre-approvals, no charge. Um, I'm here to help you understand about loans to purchase homes and understand what you want about the market. My cell phone number is 775-771-4505. All right, Lou, we got that information on our website, Nevada Real Estate Radio. Make it easy for people to find you. Now, there are some people I know that when they call Lou, Lou says, sorry, can't get you a loan. You had issues about a year ago. Or there's a credit issue. Other issues that maybe are keeping some buyers, potential buyers, from becoming owners of investment property. Well, in that case, I always refer them to Dave Washburn from Socotra Capital. Dave, hope you've enjoyed being on the show with us today. I have. This has been an exciting topic. Yeah, uh, learning new stuff and finding new ways to help people accomplish their goals. You help a lot of people that think they can't get help because that hard money, you can make the decisions fast and you can get those loans funded quickly as well. Why don't you give us your contact information in case anybody wants to reach you? The best way to reach me is my direct line, 775-420-4990, and I'll be happy to chat with you about any of your real estate needs. Awesome. Now, we see you, too, at the Investors Club on an almost regular basis, so hopefully we'll be seeing you again there next month because I'm pretty sure people are going to want to come out and meet us, uh, knowing that we're there and they get a chance to really get introduced to the radio people. Yeah, I always look forward to the networking there. Yeah, it's awesome. So we'll see you then. Thanks a lot, Dave. John John Spinola, Atlas Red Realty, has also been with us. And, uh, John, I know you're working with a lot of young investors that are looking to, uh, you know, get knowledgeable and make sure they do the right thing. You're over at Atlas Red Realty. Tell us a little bit about that office. Um, it's a investment office, although we do do single families, and we try to help people um, mm-hmm. expand. We always figure that their first uh, home that they own is going to be their first investment property in a few years. Good way to look at it. You've got a so. great group of people over there, and you work with Alan Zane as well, and I've always enjoyed working with you at the office there and then your contributions here at the radio station one more time if somebody wants to reach you what's the best way 775-815-3000 very good and we'll look forward to talking with you again soon jamie cook has been with us as well she's with mc squared wealth solutions this has been a lot of fun your associate from idaho call in stan hope it was good for you too thank you you can't get to the point to where you're using a monetized installment sale until you actually buy property. I think that's one of the first processes. So what kind of recommendation would you give to anybody in today's environment? Let's start with you, Jamie, that are thinking, maybe is this the right time to get started? What do you think? Well, absolutely. you got to get qualified if you're going to be a buyer. It looks like we have some experts here that can help them in that area. You know, the money and we got. Yeah, real estate's always been, you know, you look in history. I mean, real estate's always been a great investment. We had a little bump in the road. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we've had a few of them. But, yeah. uh, you know, it's a hard asset. You know, whether mm-hmm. it's a, your home or it's an investment piece of property or, or, or whatever, um, you know, it's great to be in America owning real estate. You better believe it. Thank you very much. And Stan, any thoughts for our listeners that are thinking about pulling the trigger on a real estate deal? 
Well, I'm not a real estate expert. Uh, my field is uh, buying and selling capital assets, usually with, with uh, tax problems. And all of your other guests are the experts. What Once they have a deal, then we can help on the tax side. Thank you very much, Stan. I appreciate you being on the show today. Maybe you'll call in again sometime down the road. Thank you very much. And if you're ever traveling to Reno, Nevada or parts nearby, we'd love to meet you in person. And I'd like to thank our listeners for tuning in as well today. This is Peter Padilla at Nevada Real Estate Radio. If you have any questions about our show today or you have any questions about needing a great expert to, con- to deal with one of the elements you're looking at on a real estate transaction, you can call me and guess what? It's on the house. No charge. I would love to talk with you about your deal. Call me anytime after the show. 775-223-3428 and visit NevadaRealEstateRadio.com. Tell your friends, your family, your loved ones to tune in again next week. Same time, same station for Nevada Real Estate Radio. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. You've been listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. We value your listenership and appreciate your feedback. Want to talk with Peter? Send an email to peter at nevadarealestateradio.com. Sage International Incorporated fosters the entrepreneurial spirit by first educating our clients. In fact, we wrote the best-selling book, Incorporate and Get Rich, as recommended by Robert Kiyosaki in his bestseller, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. For over 20 years, we've taught thousands of business owners, investors, professionals, and entrepreneurs how to properly structure their business and personal assets to avoid the three flaming arrows of challenge, income taxes, liability exposure, probate and death taxes. Call Sage International Incorporated at 1-800-254-5779 to set up a free 30-minute consultation. That's 1-800-254-5779. Sage International.